2: Good evening. It's Spooky Boo Roads coming to you from the lighthouse in Sandcastle, California. In Sandcastle we have many ghosts and other creatures who haunt the halls of the homes and businesses, for they have nowhere to go into the next dimension of life. They are stuck here in this land of purgatory. Ghosts are stuck elsewhere, too. Many are famous ghosts who haunt famous places. My friend Marie D. Jones writes about such hauntings, and tonight, I have a special treat for you. I will be reading a chapter and some samples out of Marie's new book, Celebrity Ghosts and Notorious Hauntings. I know you'll enjoy this episode, and you can always get more of her wonderfully told tales of spooky ghost stories at Amazon. I put the link in the description of the podcast and on the website, scarystorytime.com, or you can search for the author on Amazon. Just search for Marie D. Jones. Either way, no matter how you find the book, it is well worth the investment if you enjoy spooky, scary stories. And I know you do, because you're listening right now. now. First, I'd like to thank the listeners and Patreon members, including Mad Joe, Ivy Iverson, P.A. Nightmares, John Newby, Patrick, and 933 thevaultcom If you would like to support the show commercial-free or find fun merchandise, visit my website at www.scarystorytime.com. I'd also like to welcome the H2O Wireless Network, where you can get a great deal on that iPhone you've always wanted. Let them know you want to listen, too. Check them out at www.iphonecrazy.com. From Celebrity Ghosts and Notorious Hauntings by Marie D. Jones Throughout this episode, I will be reading parts of chapters within this book. Believe me, I can't cover everything in this book within a half an hour. It would take me hours and hours to completely read the whole thing. So I picked some of my favorites to tell and to sit back and enjoy. And if you'd like to hear the rest of it, go pick it up on Amazon. Now let's begin. All over Hollywood are known and unknown places filled with haunted history. The Hollywood sign has starred in more movies and television shows than most actors. The sign, built by Los Angeles Times publisher Harry Chandler, was erected in 1923. It was originally a billboard to advertise his Hollywoodland real estate development. It was supposed to be only for a year or so, but the sign remained standing for another 80-odd years. People come from all over the world just to see the sign and hike up to take pictures next to it. The iconic sign has long been associated with a particular ghost that is said to appear to joggers, tourists, and even park rangers alike. High up in the hills above the city of Los Angeles, near Griffith Park Observatory, sits the sign, where, on the night of September 16, 1932, a despairing film starlet named Peg Endwistle jumped to her death from the letter H in the sign. She would be nicknamed by the tabloids as a Hollywood sign girl, and unfortunately get the fame in her death she never did in life. Peg was a starry-eyed actress with big dreams that never quite came true, and the stress and rejection she faced all got to her so much that she ended her life at the one place that most stood for the business she so desired to break into. According to Is the Hollywood Sign Haunted?, in the October 2014 edition of Vanity Fair, writer Valerie dejeda states that a suicide note was found beside her body and items of her clothing that said, I am afraid. I am a coward. I am sorry for everything. If I had done this a long time ago, it would have saved a lot of pain. P.E. The letter H would later fall over in the 1940s, leading some to believe it was Peg who pushed it. As the years progressed, witnesses would see a disoriented blonde woman along the jogging path and smell the scent of gardenias, which was Peg Entwistle's favorite perfume. Even the Griffith Park Rangers report seeing her ghost near the sign on foggy nights. Haunted Hollywood Hotels Throughout Hollywood and Los Angeles are hotels said to house the spirits of famous ghosts. In the last chapter, we looked at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, the most spooked-filled of the bunch, according to those who dare enter its doors. Located on Hollywood Boulevard, the hotel was named after Theodore Roosevelt and opened its doors to the public on May 15, 1927. It cost $2.5 million, which was a huge amount back then, and quickly became the central point of glamour and glitz, for the rich and famous. The 1929 Academy Awards took place in the hotel's Blossom Room, and the hotel hosted some of the biggest soirees in the entertainment industry. The ghosts of Marilyn Monroe and Montgomery Clift still walk the halls of the renovated hotel. People staying on the ninth floor have often called the front desk to complain about the trumpet player in room 928 or the feel of cold hands on them when no one was around. The ghost of Cliff is also reported running his lines in the hallway just outside room 928. Built in 1929, the Chateau Marmont also claimed iconic Hollywood status To the many stars he stayed there, including Clark Gable, John Lennon, Marilyn Monroe, Greta Garbo, and others. It was a place many Hollywood stars came to have love affairs, drawn to its stunning castle-like appearance and location above the Sunset Strip. It was here in 1982 that comedic actor John Belushi died of an overdose, and his spirit is one of many ghosts that haunt the rooms and hallways. It was originally an apartment building when it opened in 1927. It was seven stories tall and shaped like an L, styled after a Gothic chateau. Belushi died in Bungalow 3, and visitors have reported seeing his ghost, and, according to a story in Tom Ogden's 2009 book Haunted Hollywood, a young boy staying there heard giggling and when asked why, He said he was laughing at the funny man no one else could see. The same boy later saw a picture of Belushi and said that he was the funny man he saw. Other ghostly activity includes windows and doors opening and shutting, cold spots, mysterious voices when no one else is around, and footsteps. A few witnesses report seeing disembodied heads floating around in a ghostly woman who floats above a bed. The Knickerbocker Hotel was built in 1925, and was first a luxury apartment building before becoming a hotel. Located on Ivar Avenue in Hollywood, the hotel was home to dozens of huge stars of yesteryear, and today, witnesses report, it is haunted by the likes of Marilyn Monroe and Rudy Valentino. Monroe's ghost is said to favor the ladies' room off the lobby bar where Witnesses have reported seeing a beautiful blonde ghost with translucent skin looking in the mirror and fixing her makeup. Valentino favors standing in an upper-story window or petting horses in the eight-acre stable. Since the 1970s, the hotel has been a senior residence apartment building, and because it is restricted to tenants, not a lot of ghost sightings have surfaced since. High above Sunset Boulevard sits the majestic Beverly Hills Hotel. Since it was built and opened in 1912, the hotel hosted royalty, world leaders, and legends in the entertainment industry. Today, the hotel's bungalows are home to the ghosts of Harpo Marx and Sergei Rachmaninoff. Haunted Tourist hotspots: The Hollywood Wax Museum on Hollywood Boulevard is frightening enough with its waxy renditions of celebrities. Some don't look much at all like the stars they portray, but others appear ready to jump out and grab you, as they are so realistic. The museum opened in 1965 and has been in operation for decades, with thousands of annual visitors who come to walk the narrow halls and see their favorite movie stars and musicians. Well, the waxy kind anyways. There is even a horror chamber room devoted to the figures of great films such as Dracula and Frankenstein. Local legend has it that there are also ghosts that walk the halls, which some witnesses claim they've contacted via seances held there, or in photographs that show milky, fuzzy images of something spectral. According to an interview with L.A. Tourist, the general manager, Taj Sunder, stated that a reporter with the National Enquirer once stayed there overnight on a bit of a dare, only to be found the next day pale and shaking, waiting by the door. Employees have seen a woman sitting on a bench praying near the Last Supper display, and she vanishes whenever a security guard tries to confront her. No one knows who she is or why she is haunting the Wax Museum in particular. The name Wonderland Avenue might sound like a typically glamorous Hollywood locale, but it is the home where famous porn star John Holmes committed four murders. He used the lead pipe to kill four drug dealers in what has become known as the Four on the Floor Murders, which occurred at 8763 Wonderland Avenue in Los Angeles on July 1, 1981. The victims were drug dealers called the Wonderland Gang, set up by an organized crime mob boss named Eddie Nash, who, along with Holmes, was later tried and acquitted for what LAPD detectives stated was such a brutal, bloody crime. It was considered more gruesome than the Charles Manson-directed Tate LaBianca murders back in 1969. Wonderland Avenue is located in Laurel Canyon, an area noted for its many notorious homes and locations many of which are said to be haunted. Visitors to the Wonderland Murder House report being pulled and pushed, having their hair tugged and witnessing televisions in the home, acting strangely. Most of the activity, of course, is at night, even though the actual murders occurred around 8 a.m. It isn't just Hollywood stars that people see when they are traveling, and it isn't just the everyday citizen that sees ghosts. Here's some takes from the historical ghosts section that talk about ghosts in the White House and presidential ghosts and ghosts that even presidents have seen in their lifetime. Dead presidents. Presidents who once walked the rooms of the White House may in their death still be walking them. Rumors of ghostly apparitions abound not just from tourists but from those who worked in the White House in halls of Congress throughout history. Their stories have no doubt prompted even more of an interest in historical ghosts and driven thousands of tourists to attempt to get a glimpse themselves of these spectral leaders. Could it be because these men and women were of such great importance that their influence lives on to this day in the form of ghost sightings? Are they actual ghosts or products of our viral imaginations? Yet even presidents claim to see and experience ghostly sightings of leaders who came before them, as we shall see. Haunted White House Abigail Adams, married to Second President John Adams, used to hang laundry out to dry in the East Room of the White House, because it was warm and dry. After her death, her ghost has been reported in the same room, wearing her cap and lace shawl arms outstretched as if holding a pile of laundry. As recently as 2002, according to Ancestry.com's Ghost of Presidents Past, who is haunting the White House, staff members report smelling wet clothing and the scent of lavender in the room. One of the witnesses who saw Adam's ghost is none other than President William Howard Taft, who saw her ghost float through the doors on the second floor, and act out mannerisms as if hanging up laundry to dry. The ghosts of Andrew Jackson and Harry Truman also haunt the White House. Andrew Jackson's apparition made an appearance during a seance in the early 1860s held by Mary Todd Lincoln, who was then First Lady. She was a big believer in life after death and the occult, and often held seances to communicate with her dead sons. She claimed to have heard Jackson moving around in a hallway and swearing, especially in or near the Rose Room, which was his bedroom while in office. Another First Lady who has haunted the White House is the wife of President James Madison. Dolly Madison planted the famous Rose Garden in the early 1800s, and after her death, First Lady Ellen Wilson demanded the garden be dug up but garden workers claimed the ghost of Dolly Madison would appear and refuse to let them dig up her beloved garden. Often, staff have reported the scent of roses inside the White House, attributing them to Dolly and her love for her precious rose garden. Haunted Bridges, Roads, and Caves Another chapter in this amazing book talks about bridges and roads and caves where people have seen ghosts. Shades of Death Another haunted New Jersey road is a seven-mile, 11-kilometer stretch of Woodsy Rural Roadway in Warren County called Shades of Death Road that parallels the Jenny Jump State Forest, itself a paranormal hotspot. Drivers report everything from an unnatural fog that comes off the nearby Ghost Lake to spirits roaming the mist Possibly the ghosts of murder victims killed in the thick cover of the woods, including a man beheaded by his own wife and a local who was shot and buried in a mud pile beside the road. Racial lynchings that once took place nearby, and even those who died in the area during the 1850s malaria outbreak. More ghostly activity in the form of mysterious white lights that turn red when stared at can be found on Lenape Lane, a paved dead-end road off Shades of Death Road. The Jenny Jump Forest itself is the stuff of spooky lore. There is a cabin by Ghost Lake that is haunted, and the nearby bear swamp was renamed Cat Swamp by locals because of rumored packs of vicious cats. The Devil's Backbone. There are a number of scenic roads in Texas Hill Country, that are a vortex of crazy, spooky activity day and night. Texas Farm Roads 12, 165, 32, and 2325, and U.S. Highway 281 stretch for 122 miles and provide some stunningly beautiful scenery. But they are also filled with ghosts. Because of the rich history of the area and the violence between white settlers and Native American tribes, the spirits that roam these roads, are restless. Drivers have reported seeing the ghosts of a woman, who was the widow of a miner, and her child who roamed the area. On Purgatory Road, apparitions materialize on the hoods of cars and vanish just as quickly. Shadow people lurk on the sides of the roads, and an area ranch foreman reported waking up, to the sighs and sounds of twenty mounted Confederate ghost soldiers and their spectral horses running across his land. A Native American ghost named Drago herds his cattle near ranches along Purgatory Road, according to more than one witness living nearby. Plenty of deadly accidents occur along the more treacherous roads, adding to the spooky atmosphere of the surroundings." I'm going to be honest with you, this book is incredible. I would totally take a look at it. Not only are there Hollywood people and landmarks of Hollywood and famous places, but there's also caves and battlefields, landmarks, hotels, motels, inns, houses, and castles, for example. If we look at castles, just the thought of an old castle standing against a gray sky evokes intrigue, even fear. The buildings themselves run the range from glorious and majestic to terrifying and foreboding. Though Europe is most known for their ancient and medieval castles, they exist in the United States, too. Like lighthouses, many have fallen into disrepair and were abandoned eons ago, but some remain open to the public as hotels, tourist attractions, and popular ghost-hunting destinations. Spending the night in a castle, whether haunted or not, is usually not permitted by law due to the dangers of the ruins and lack of running water, bathrooms, and potential for injury. But then, who would want to spend the night in an old, cold, dark, and creepy castle where the living roam the halls and towers lament their fates? Probably the same kind of people who would spend the night in a haunted hotel, motel, inn, house. Which brings me to... Carlton Island, near Cape Vincent, New York, was a spot William O. Wyckoff chose to build his gorgeous estate upon. One of the grandest estates in the thousand islands region it seemed cursed from the beginning wyckoff who invented the typewriter was a very wealthy man but he died in his sleep from a heart attack on the first night he spent in his new castle home his wife had died a month earlier from cancer their son clarence wasn't interested in the castle so it fell abandoned for over 60 years the last known owner was the corporation general electric The castle was on the market recently for only $495,000, although it would cost millions to restore the home and the grounds, and only the bravest of souls would want to live in a castle and be haunted by the ghost of William and his wife. Visitors had reported the words help me scrawled on a high ceiling in one of the upper story bedrooms. There are dozens, if not hundreds, of creepy castles all over the world. Many abandoned, many haunted, some open to the public as hotels or museums. There's just too many to list here. Some of the most haunted areas are prisons, hospitals, and asylums. Haunted prisons and penitentiaries. Criminals are often treated like animals, even those who commit minor infractions. Society is cruel to those behind bars, and in many cases, such as killers and rapists, the cruelty is well-deserved, at least according to those on the outside of the cells. Haunted prisons exist the world over, but none has a reputation of the place called The Rock. Now a legend, thanks to the motion pictures and television shows set on the island prison off the coast of San Francisco, California. Alcatraz. The infamous criminals who have stayed in the cells of this most infamous prison include some of the most notorious mobsters and murderers such as Al Capone, George Machine Gun Kelly, and Arthur Doc Barkett. So many of the men confined in this maximum security island facility have gone down in history themselves until the prison was shut down in 1963. It was later reopened to the public for tours by the U.S. Park Service. Alcatraz was said to have been designed specifically for hard case criminals. This prison was where the most defiant, rebellious criminals broke, given only the very basics of food, clothing, shelter, and medical aid. Anything else was not given, no bribes. It had to be earned, and earning it meant being able to withstand the brutality of guards and staff. Each cell had only a toilet, sink, and one light bulb. At night, a mattress would be placed in the cells. This was a federal penitentiary, not a spa, and the prisoners were treated as such. Over its long history, thousands of inmates spent time there, and a number of men committed suicide, were driven insane, or were murdered by fellow inmates. One of the most notorious locations was D-Block, which was composed of Forty two cells with different restrictions for those incarcerated there. They had no contact with the general population and were restricted to one visit to the yard and two showers per week. Meals were taken only in the cells. A handful of cells were called strip cells or the whole, and only the most serious offenders spent time in these cold, dark, isolated rooms. There was often only a toilet, a sink, and a dim bulb and the prisoners were not allowed outside for exercise or to shower. They had no reading materials and were left alone for up to 19 days. The most severe punishments happened in the oriental cell, a dark, steel-encased cell with only a small hole in the floor for waste. Inmates were thrown into the totally dark, cold cell naked and given little food, although usually for only a night or two. That was usually enough to cause their minds to snap, and many men came out with permanent psychological damage. Alcatraz was often called Helcatraz by inmates, and it's easy to see why. It's also easy to see why, after the prison was turned over to the public, it became a hot spot of paranormal activity. Cell 14D, one of those notorious hole cells, is one of the most active in the prison with visitors and employees reporting cold spots, overwhelming feelings of dread and foreboding, and the sound of sobbing and crying from within the empty cell. One story, often told, is of a prisoner who was locked inside the cell in the 1940s. He began screaming one night, claiming a creature with glowing eyes was killing him. The next day, guards found him strangled to death. Yet guards the next day counted one extra prisoner in their headcount, as if the dead man's ghost was in line with the living inmates. In the West Virginia Moundsville Penitentiary, one of the most notable dates associated with the prison is January 1, 1986, when one of the most infamous riots in history took place at the prison caused by a combination of lax prison security with declining conditions, overcrowding, and the rapid spread of diseases. The fact that it was also a holiday meant fewer employees and guards on staff. Knife-wielding inmates took over a dozen hostages, and in the end two prisoners were killed. But even prior to the riot, death was everywhere. From 1899 to 1959, 94 men were executed there, often by hanging. Up until 1931, the public was invited to view the hangings. Around 1951, execution by electrocution was the order of the day, and an electric chair named Old Sparky was built by a prison inmate named Paul Glynn. Ghost-hunting groups visit the prison often and report a host of paranormal activity, including apparitions, ghostly screams, voices from empty cells. "'cold spots and an overwhelming sense of heaviness and foreboding. "'Some of the more notable ghosts on site "'include the spirit of an inmate "'who posed as a maintenance man to spy on other prisoners "'and report them to the staff. "'He was attacked in the bathroom and brutally murdered. "'His ghost now lurks about the bathroom where he was killed. "'Another ghost, Robert, was an inmate killed by guards.' who enjoyed beating the prisoners close to death. In Robert's case, he died, and his body was buried inside the wall. His ghost now walks the prison and terrifies visitors, who try to communicate with him. Haunted hospitals, asylums, and sanatoriums. Today we think of hospitals as places we go to an emergency. The goal is to be treated, healed, and hopefully sent home to recover, but there are many older hospitals and institutions where patients didn't fare very well, either because of the lack of proper treatment or falling victim to strange experimentation. Some hospitals shut down long ago, but the ghosts remain. This is especially true for asylums and institutions, for the mentally ill and criminally insane, for often these people are institutionalized against their will or volition by family members or the courts. And while the end goal may begin as a means to get them well and become functioning members of society, it rarely ever ends up that way. The Spanish Military Hospital. This hospital operated in St. Augustine, Florida, from 1784 to 1821. During those years, patients and staff often reported a powerful sense of dread or evil hanging like a dark cloud over the hospital. In 1921, the original building housing the Spanish military hospital was torn down to be rebuilt. Part of the restoration involved replacing water lines, and when the city dug up the old ones, they made a horrific discovery. Thousands of human bones had been buried below the hospital, and it was then learned that the original land was once a sacred Indian burial ground. Now the spirits of the dead had been awakened, and soon joined the ghosts of the many patients who came into the hospital sick, horribly disfigured or wounded. Some patients had to undergo amputations, and their screams of agonizing pain can still be heard echoing against the walls. Today the Spanish Military Hospital Museum stands in its place. Every room of the hospital is said to be haunted, and hospital beds often move by themselves, Doors open and close on their own, and apparitions appear and disappear throughout. Visitors also experiencing strange cold spots and thick fogs and claim they can feel the heaviness of despair that hangs over them like a blanket when they enter the hospital, just as patients and staff did so long ago. So now you can see that this book is full full of great stories and information on haunted places and haunted, even creepy schools and colleges and universities. It's just packed full of information and goodness, 370 pages of information further reading. And she tells you to go where to go get other stories. I really recommend this book. Marie Jones is a great writer. So, this is your spooky boo Rhodes. Telling you to go check out this book on Amazon It's pretty awesome. So, come and chat with me Saturday night on YouTube at 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific. That's 9 o'clock Eastern. And I'll tell some spooky, scary stories. I'm also starting a children's line of scary stories which will be called Midnight Scares. Setting up the website MidnightScares.com and you can go there. There's not much to do, but bookmark it and keep an eye on it or join my mailing list at ScaryStoryTime.com to find out when the first story will be released on Amazon and on Kindle. I can't wait to hear from you soon. That's all for tonight. I'll see you in your nightmares.